podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. For the Millers, movie nights were once tradition. Now Sarah could hardly get through the opening credits, not on that old couch. But one day while shopping on QVC.com, she learned Lazy Boy recliners had slimmed down a bit. And in just a few clicks, Sarah got her Lazy Boy chair and a popcorn maker and a soundbar by Bose. And with one quick trip to QVC.com, Movie Night and Sarah's Back were saved. Shop QVC.com slash podcast and use code QVC20podcast for $20 off $40 for new customers. This is shopping brought to life. Welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. My name is Matthew, and thank you for being here for another episode of Beyond the Lines. It's the show where we get an opposition supporter's view when it comes to previewing Newcastle's next game. And this Sunday at two o'clock, it is back, ladies and gentlemen. Euros fever has officially left us, and it's going to be replaced with the torturous delights that a new season in the Premier League brings. And it helped me preview Newcastle's kickoff game against West Ham. I'm joined by a huge West Ham United supporter. He is the co-creator of the We Are West Ham podcast. It's the beautiful, it's the brilliant, it's James Jones. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, good, thanks. Good, thanks. Thanks for having me on this week. No, no, happy to have you. Happy to have you. In that intro there, it took me so, it was so hard not to say James L. Jones. Do you know who James L. Jones is? No, no. He was, the, he was the voice of Darth Vader and Mufasa in The Lion King. So, was anyway. Really? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll digress. Yeah, man. So, that, yeah. Might start calling you L. You know, this might be the start of a... Yeah, anyway, I digress. I digress. Anyway, thanks for coming on. Um, we're going to be talking about the game on Sunday, which, um, you know, it, it's the start of a new season um, and and we'll, we'll get to that. But first, let's talk about West Ham. Um, last season, very, very good season by all standards, really. You were in the Champions League chase. You've qualified for Europe. Um, how did you feel about last season and how did you feel coming into this one off the back of it? Uh, I mean, it's still a little bit of a... I think a lot of our fans are still in a little bit of shock. We, we're still forgetting that we're, we're playing Europa League football this year because it, yeah. it did come out of the blue. Um, after being turned over by Newcastle on the open day of the season, we were all fearing the worst and thinking, here we go again. And it, it then just completely changed and David Moyes got something right and it ended up you know we ended up being in the Champions League race uh, we had to settle for sixth but at the beginning of the season a lot of fans were just tipping another relegation battle um, so yeah absolutely buzzing and looking back now it's it's just a shame that we weren't there to see it because yeah. the fans have been craving that that was that was the sort of season that we were promised when we were moved into the new stadium five or six years ago yeah, you know, that was uh, the sort of season the owners are going you know we're going to fight for Europe we're going to once we get into this new stadium we're going to be in Europe, in the Champions League, in Europa League, and we're going to be we're going to be fighting at the right end of the table, and all we'd got was relegation battles. So it was just a shame that we couldn't be there. But the expectation going into this season before the summer started, um, and I'm sure we'll get onto it, was you know okay, let's build on it. But given what has or well, should I say hasn't happened so far this summer, I think fans are getting a little bit apprehensive now. Yeah, I mean, we will move on to that because, um, I mean, my next point was transfers. But, I mean, will you find yourself, you know, what, what, what are your thoughts about maybe going into this Europa League campaign? I appreciate sometimes, and this sort of, you know, adds to the transfer worries that it can be sort of a, a curse and a blessing because you, you, you're in the Europe, you're playing some top sides, but obviously this, you need the squad additions to, to cope with that. 
Yeah, I think, well, first and foremost, it's good that we're straight into the group stages rather than having to do the qualifiers because that proved to be our downfall. What, two years running, we're losing to Astra in the qualifiers. Um, but going to the group stage is great, but you're right. Like we, we had to build on squad depth a couple of times last season when we lost Declan Rice for six games towards the end of the season. You know, Antonio never stays fit for a whole year. Uh, we needed at least a central midfielder and a striker this summer. Um, and instead, so far, we brought in a backup goalkeeper who mm-hmm. arguably is good enough to be our number one. And we don't even need a number one because we've got Fabianski. Yeah. So um, the next two or three weeks, West Ham fans are getting a little bit anxious about whether the club are going to bring in one players at all and two, whether they're going to be the right players to improve the squad depth for a start and potentially improve the starting eleven. because at the moment, depth, squad depth is so thin that going into a season where you're, you're competing in four competitions, the Europa League competition, which requires you to pay Thursday to Sunday, um, it's it's going to be it's going to be tough re- having to rely on the squad that did so well last year, but have got at least an extra six games this year to contend with. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough one, but they've got two, two weeks to get it right. Yeah, definitely. Um, you mentioned Mikel Antonio there. Um, I wouldn't, I mean, different and similar players, like you've just said how important his goals were last season. He came into his own, scoring a lot of goals in like the last couple of seasons, especially. Um, but you mentioned his injuries there. I also sort of put him in the same sort of, Bracket, not quality-wise, maybe, but as Callum Wilson for us. I mean, he's so important. Yeah. His goals are so important. But you sort of, you sit there and you think, when he's there, he's great. He's one of our best players, if not our best player. But you can't rely on him. And that is frustrating, isn't it? It's been like that for about, what, two or three seasons. Where, okay, we had Sebastian Haller, but he wasn't, it wasn't really yeah. working for him. And um, you, can't, you can't go into every season having to rely on a player that you know isn't going to stay fit for, you know, You'd be lucky to get you know a run of, sort of ten games out of him before he's out for a game or two. Um, he, we are quite well. I'd say I don't know whether we're lucky in, in this respect, but you know he does recover from injuries quite quickly. Yeah. Um, he'll get a hamstring injury and he'll be back in two or three weeks, but that's no real consolation if you've got no one to step in and and, and who's good enough to step in and, and you know cover for him adequately for the time that he's out. You know we have got the likes of Jared Bowen. Um, Yarmolenko that can potentially play in those those that position if we need them, but then that then leaves you short on the right, um, and you know then we're we're in trouble again. So it's frustrating that you know we're having to rely on Antonio, who on his day is so good, like, like, yeah, so good in front of goal. Um, but if you're relying on him to stay fit for 38 games, then you've got a problem, and and that's the problem we've got at the moment. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, I mean, Miguel Antonio, yeah, fantastic player. Like we say, when, he, when he's fifth. One other player you mentioned then, I'd be, I'd be silly not to mention him after the summer we've had, is Declan Rice. Now, so he's such an important player. You know, you said that spell at the end of last season uh, really sort of handicapped you a little bit, not having him in the squad. Um, but really what I want to ask, uh, James, is, is what was it like having a player, one of your own, be part of such a... I guess we can say iconic team now because they were the most successful England side we've seen. Um, mm. So what what was that like? I think on the whole, we were, we were really proud, really proud to see one of our own in the midfield and, you know, actually showing people that actually it's not an overrated midfielder, yeah. which a lot of people were saying, you know, we don't really know what Declan Rice does. You know, why is he being linked to Chelsea for 100 million quid? You know, he's not an 100 million pound player. And I think, he um he opened a lot of neutral fans' eyes throughout the summer, um, and you know he did it on on the 
Europe stage. And the the only the only thing was is that a lot of West Ham fans were watching watching him every week beyond the beyond the sofa going, "Don't play too well, Deck, because you're going to get getting sold." But um, we, we're all just so so proud of him and so delighted that he had the summer that he did. And um, arguably, before he got pulled off in the final, arguably man of the match in the final, I think before he got um, hauled off. Yeah. In that second half, so yeah, we're we're proud of him, and it, at the moment, we're quite glad that he's gonna be, he's gonna remain a West Ham player for at least another six months, hopefully a year. Yeah, well, that was gonna say. Can you see him staying for those foreseeable? Because surely, if he keeps his form up, it's only a matter of time in this day and age. Yeah, I think the the worry was that after the summer that he'd had with England, that you know we probably wouldn't have him back. But uh, it looks like he's gonna get another year. Is we're going to get another year out of him? He might sign a new deal just to sort of protect the club in terms of his transfer value ahead of next summer. Um, and if we get another year out of him, I don't think the fans will begrudge him and move back to Chelsea. You know, he's, he's, he was at Chelsea at 13, 14 before they released him. Um, he's a Chelsea fan. So if it's if it is Chelsea that he goes to after giving us another year, then you know, I don't think the fans will begrudge him that. I think they'll, they'll, they'll quite respect the fact that he wants to go back there. And especially if we're not in Europe next or the season after next, you know, if, if we're if we're not in the Champions League or the Europa League, which is very unlikely anyway, then he deserves to be playing at the very top um, and for the very best teams. So one more year, and then I think we'll all go. Thanks very much, mate. You know, good luck, good luck, and wherever you go next. Yeah, and hopefully you'll get the money to replace him as well. And yeah. obviously, if if the if the if the owners choose to. Um, so before we get onto the game, that one last thing, I always sometimes ask. Past fixtures, do you have any memories of games at St James's Park? I appreciate that recently. Our record against you has been pretty good, but do you have any good memories or particular ones that have stuck in your craw a little bit? Well, I did a little bit of research beforehand because um, there's a few that stand out, but I just had to refresh my memory. Um, and the one that always stands out was actually the last time we played each other at St James's Park on the first game of the season. Um, mm-hmm. And that was Newcastle won that 4 0, and we got relegated that year. So right. um, that was in that was in two thousand two two thousand three. So I'm hoping that you know if we avoid a four 0 defeat, I'll be quite happy this this weekend. <laughs> based on that, um, and another one as well, January twenty eleven, Leon best hat trick and a five 0 Newcastle win. Um, wow! I mean, the majority of the ones that I do remember at St James's Park are Newcastle wins. Um, yeah, because our record at St James's Park hasn't been great, but. Uh, November 2012, uh, we, we, we nicked a 1-0 win and Kevin Nolan inevitably got the winner for us. Uh, didn't celebrate Saturday. either, did he? He didn't yeah, celebrate. He went, he, he went to do the he chicken went to. Pass, didn't he? And then, and then stopped, um, which is fair enough. But um, yeah. But yeah. But yeah, and then uh, last season frustrated me a little bit because we did so well to fight back from 2-0 down. And then Joe Willock comes off the bench like he'd done what in the ten Seven weeks times. previously <laughs> yeah. or whatever it was, and 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 got the winner. But, but yeah, we we haven't got so many happy memories at St James's Park to be fair. But um, I'm hoping for something a little bit different this weekend. I do, I do remember um, just to sort of give you some sort of respite from looking back on bad memories. I do remember the one under Rafa. I think it was three 0 I think Felipe yep. Anderson's might have scored and, and Chicharito as well. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, I could go on forever. But I mean, honourable mention. Well, I remember a Mark Viduka brace. That was fun because he only scored about six goals for us. And I remember Andy Carroll scoring against us in a draw with cornrows in his hair, which was funny. But uh, yeah, the less <laughs> said about that, the best. Um, but yeah, Leon Best Hattrick. That was that was brilliant. That round about winter, winter time or well, New Year, yeah, I think it was. It was. January, yeah, yeah. I remember thinking, what's he going to do up front alongside Peter Lovenkrans? And what was it, five five nil? Yeah, Hattrick five nil. Leon Best. Well, well, you never know. You might, you might put pay to those on Sunday, but um, 
fingers crossed you don't. Um, so the game, um, what would you? I mean, you've been watching them pre-season. They've had a pretty good pre-season. They haven't been beaten pre-season, I don't think. You, you've no. um, got a bit of silverware against Atlanta. Um, you got uh, a, a six. Was it six-two against Celtic? Um, what do you think from what you've seen is going to be the the lineup for, for West Ham? Well, given that we've not made any outfield signings, it's going to be much of what we what we saw last year. Um, it'll be we did bring Ariola in in goal, but it's going to be probably Fabi. It'll be Fabianski in goal, a back four of Creswell, Dawson, Ogbonna, and Soufal, your midfield pairing of Rice and Sutek, and then. And Tony up top with four nows, Ben Rama and Bowen in behind him. Bowen and, and four nows sort of playing on the right and the left. And I think Ben Rama's going to take up that Lingard role because obviously we lost Lingard. He doesn't look like he's coming back from his... Um, That's a big mess, isn't it? Year. Massive. Yeah, I mean, there was real hope that we'd get him back. And there was rumours that he wanted to come back, but United have put 30 million quid price tag on his head. And with one year left on his contract, he's, like, he's not worth 30 million quid. Um, yeah. But it looks like... Ben, I mean, Ben Rama's had a fantastic summer playing in that role. Um, he didn't get a lot of minutes last year. He had to settle for a lot of time off the bench. So I think he's the one that we're that us West Ham fans are looking at to kind of be be the Lingard that we're that we're going to be missing this year and, and be the creative outlet in behind Antonio and, and make things tick. I did see a lot of them at um, it was it was Brentford, wasn't it? And yeah. um, when he played alongside uh, Ollie Watkins, and you know he he, um, he, he did look a, a great player. And uh, I, I guess, like you said, I haven't seen loads of him in a West Hampshire because he hasn't really had the minutes. But you know, you never know. He could, like you said, create that. Um, sorry, replace that uh, Lingard berth. But um, what we'll do before we go to predictions, uh, James, I want to do a bit of for a first. This is the first I've ever done this on this on this show. Word association. I'm going to just throw a word at you. You have to say a player's name, a current player's name, obviously, um, okay. and who comes who comes to mind. So we'll go first. Passion. Um, Declan Ross. Pace. Bowen. Liability. <laughs> uh, it's a D-up. Tricky. Ben Rama. Essential. Suchek. And finally, shite. <laughs> um, wow. They're not watching you, James. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, it'd be unfair to call any of them shite after last <laughs> season. But yeah. um, do you know what? He had a good summer with um, Ukraine, but Yarmolenko. Oh, well, I mean, I appreciate it. That's why I threw that in there, because obviously... I'm hoping to just sort of poke fun at some of the better sides and haven't <laughs> say say. I mean, yeah, Malenko, like you say, on his day is dangerous. So yeah, we love you really, yeah, Malenko. Well, I don't. James does. Um, so before you go, predictions. What? What? Give us a score. What do you think? Well, we 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 have a habit of starting seasons really poorly and losing our opening game. Um, so if we avoid defeat, I'll be pretty pleased. I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for two two. 2-2. Two, two. I think I would probably take 2-2, two, two, to be honest. But um, given, like you said, the record against you guys and Callum Wilson's record against you, which we haven't really mentioned as well, um, I'd like to think we could squeeze a win. But, you know, it, it's a funny one. We need to remember who we're playing. Um, like you say, last season when we played you, our place, sort of the red card settled nerves a little bit, but then you still came back into it. And, you know, mm. in the end, thankfully, we got the win. But, um, you know, nothing's nothing's for sure. Even when you're 2-0 up with 10 men with Newcastle United, 
So I'll go 1-0. I'll go 1-0. I'll try to be optimistic, which I very rarely am. So it'll probably have a, end up with egg on my face um, by Sunday afternoon. But I just want to thank you, James. Thank you very much for coming on. All the best for the, for the, for the season and, and those European trips. Thanks for having me. And I, I really hope you guys um, eventually get the owner that you deserve because we're, we're in the same position that Likewise, man, you guys yeah. are in. So um, we hope that you, you, you get the right owner and start seeing some better days up there. Very much appreciate that. Me too, mate. And same to you. I know we could we could have probably talked about our owners for another half an hour, but it'd all just be too yeah. many expletives and all that stuff. So we'll leave it there. But all the best for the season. Cheers. Thank you very much. And thank you every very much, everyone, for watching. If you haven't already, please like the video. Please share the video. And if you haven't, subscribe to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. Sports Social Podcast Network.